Let's welcome now uh, Lerato Zamini, who joins us here in studio. He went to Liverpool this past weekend to challenge Jezza Dickens for the vacant IBO featherweight title. Um, lost on a points decision, very, very close uh, points decision there. And that's why so many people felt that it could have gone either way. It's only his second defeat in seven years. It's his second defeat. His first one was in his first ever professional fight. By the way, it was 115-113 twice. And one one six one one two, right? Correct. So that's how close it was. Larato, how are you feeling? Good evening, firstly. Thanks for joining us on SAFM. Um, I'm feeling good, and thanks for having me, Tabiso. Yeah. How, how do you think? How do you look back at the fight? Uh, well, after the, after the fight, I actually watched it, uh, mm. and um, I saw that you know I won seven rounds and I lost five. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, if the fight would have been in a mutual ground, I think I would have won. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I've got to agree with you, and a lot of people agree with you there. Uh, but you, but you started very well. But you faded maybe around uh, seven, eight, there nine. You came back. Why was that? I was getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it was yeah. a long fight. Yeah, I was, rounds. I was getting tired, but then I had to take it up and just and just push. Mm. Yeah. But were you happy with your start? What was the plan for you? Well, the plan, like actually, the plan was just to go out there and just box and mm. win, and win convincingly and bring the fight to him. Mm. You know, so yeah. Do you think you you do you think you should have done a little bit more away from home? I think I think I think I would have. Hey, I think if I should have pushed, even though I was tired mm. from one seven, eight, and nine. Um, but also, you know, it was a good uh, learning experience for me. You know, I think I. That the first six rounds, I controlled the fight. I uh, I was at boxing him, mm. at landing him, and he was la- and like he was missing as well. Mm. So the fight changed from round seven, eight, and nine. And by that time, um, I think uh, the judges, you know, they gave it to him because he's a he's a hometown hero that side. Yeah, I know he is, but he's got a lot of respect from you. Let's hear from him if you can make out what he's saying in that Merseyside accent. What do they call it? Scouser accent uh, from Liverpool, Jezza Dickens. Yeah, I could feel it in there. I could feel it in there, but he was also um, he was a one punch. He was a um, single puncher. So, although he was tired, he still had the single punch on me. So, I didn't want to be walking onto nothing. But yeah, it definitely felt like I had the fitness. And if I needed it, I could have pressed it. But yeah, he was tired, you know. Okay, I didn't hear what he said there, but <laughs> he said he could have pressed if he if if he wanted to, but he didn't. Colin, how do you look back at that fight and the result? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm with obviously the two of you, and again, you know, like maybe I'm biased, uh, irrespective. It's my opinion. You're asking me, so I thought we we did enough. I had it seven to five, mm-hmm. but. I understand the decision, you know, like a lot of the close rounds, they are not going to give it to us. And that's, I think, how it played out. Um, and I thought the eight rounds to four against us was was a little generous for J- for Jazza. I, I can't dispute the fact that, in my opinion, it was a close fight. Mm. I think anywhere else we would have nicked it. But the problem is, is that, you know, in that kind of environment in the fighter's hometown, we needed to we needed to do a little bit more, and I think that's what the difference was. And and where do you think you fell short then that you couldn't do? Okay, a so bit more? so if I'm looking for an excuse 
tubs. If I'm looking for excuse, and and uh, Lorato won't back me up on this because it's you know he's just a fighter and he wants to, is the turnaround time between free states and this contest was mm. just too short. You know, getting his weight down, bringing it up, obviously, and then bringing it down again. I just thought the turnaround time was... If you think back now, he put in such a great, solid performance. Mm. It's actually crazy to think that we fought two weeks before that in an international contest. Yes, and I was about to get into that. I mean... I was gonna. Well, you've already said you think that fight in Makufe took its toll, even though it was an easy. It was a fourth, fourth, fourth round knockout, right? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Makufe. Fourth round, fourth yeah, round fourth, knockout. fourth round. But, but now if he's got a chance to fight for a vacant title fight here, why then did Larato take that fight in Makufe? Because in the- we couldn't get out of it. Uh, we tried. We spoke to the local promoter. Um, he was having none of it. There was even a a, a fee that I was going to negotiate with the international promoter to ask us to be released. And we were subject to honoring the the fight the fight card and the fight the contract which we did, um, and you know the point is like if you asking me and I'm saying if I'm looking for an excuse which we lost mm-hmm. I mean we have to accept it that would be it is that the turnaround time between Makufi and Liverpool was just it was too short it was 15 it, days. It was 15 days again, but and you still y- had to travel to the UK. But, but here's the thing, Tubbs, we accepted it. We accepted both contests. So, you know, but like I'm saying, I'm going to go back. If I'm looking for an excuse, that would be it. But, you know, we did. We tried to get out of, of, of the Makufi contest. Doesn't BSA have like a sanctioning committee or these guys that Yes, and that was the thing is that we had to apply our minds uh, between prelim contests. It's 14 days. Uh, it's 21 days or, or 30 days between. Cha- but, you know, we ended on a fourth round KO with Lerato not getting any damage mm-hmm. um hands were good no swelling on his face unlike the fight in I liverpool <laughs> the, swells, the, the swellings actually come down there's so many headbutts no, there's so that, many headbutts that, yeah. um so bsa really had to apply their minds because uh, we we set up a conference call myself and the local promoter and and boxing south africa to resolve it and that was the resolution mm. so we went through with it i thought we came up a little short i thought we did enough and we live to tell the tale. I mean, it's just a crazy story, isn't it? Yeah, there was actually a question while Larato was fighting on that night because we could see that fight, thankfully, here on South African TV. About what is the turnaround time then? I mean, do the rules allow him to fight in two continents in such a short space of time? Um, again, it goes back to the act when I'm saying between prelim contests, the, the, there's 14 days, right? So effectively, we, we won on a fourth round KO. It doesn't dispel the fact that we've signed for a 10-round international fight. But again, we had to apply our minds to make this work. And here's the thing. If I had to do this all over again, I would do it again because we needed to know how good Lerato was. We needed to take the step. And I felt that even though in defeats, globally, he's well known now because a lot of people thought that he won the fight. Mm. And he gave a great account of himself. So I would do it all over again. And you, Larato, how do you feel? Or you just want to fight? Well, you know, it's like when opportunity comes, you have to take it with both hands. Mm. You see, so um, after we've signed the Makufa fight, the fight against Dickens came came two weeks uh, when I was almost finishing my camp. Mm. So so we couldn't let each, like that op- opportunity slide because it was a big opportunity for me and also to put my name out there. Mm. You see, so I don't, like I don't really regret anything some people look at it like yes oh we took a risk yes we did 
take your risk with a bigger reward, you know. And the bigger reward was me fighting globally, was me getting my name out there against a good champ like uh, Jezza Dickens. And I put up a good performance, even though, like, we lost. But, uh, like, I'm proud of my performance. I'm proud, I'm proud of the way that I handled both fights. Mm. And and for you, was it also important just to fight at home back in the Free State? I mean, I haven't fought in Free State in five years or so. Mm. Um, it was good just to be back there, you know, and also be in the main event in my hometown for the first time. So, but also, ish, ah, it was just one of those things, like of those situations where I just had to focus and just get my mind right and just perform better under pressure, and which I did. Okay, we're speaking to Larato Lamini. You can send us your voice notes on 061-4104-107. We do have a voice note, actually. Uh, good evening, Taviso and your guest. Uh, Taviso, um, na, I, I, I know Lamini lost, um, and I'm not sure if this is the right word to use. Congratulations. Um, and I'm saying congratulations on, on, on how he has grown into the sport of boxing. Um, I, I remember when I watched Ulamini uh, fighting Uvecheka a long time ago, I think about four or five years ago, I never thought Ulamini would be where he is now with, with his boxing uh, because I did not see anything much in him. But the way he has grown and 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 the way the way the way he handles he handle himself like like I'm 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 very happy for him and and I hope he can still continue, um, you know, um, because I I I believe he's growing. And 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 with with the way that he fights and 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 representing South Africa, I'm very proud of him. Though he lost, sorry for the loss, but but. But that's how I, that's how I, I I I feel about him. Okay. Uh, thank, thanks for that voice note. How do you feel about where your boxing is? Because he says he feels like you've grown since you fought Vekeka. <laughs> when was that? Eh? Well, that was a while ago. Eh? It was in twenty seventeen. Twenty years back. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, well, um, I have grown. The the thing is, uh, I developed a lot during COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what my 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 trainer noticed because I was always in the gym during those tough those difficult times. So I think um, that's yes, I think that's why. <laughs> okay. So. Um, Colin, do you agree? Yeah, I do, and I, I've said it in an interview. So Lorato's on the oh. money. When the thing is, is that we're aspiring with different types of fighters and and styles, and unfortunately, we had no fights during that time because of the situation and fighters had to develop within the framework of their gyms. And that's exactly what Lorato did. Mm -hmm. He was one of those guys who actually leveled up. And, um, so I agree that his games improved and I, I agree that his games, you know, obviously changed for the better. And I think, and I think he's still, still coming into the peak of his career. I think, I think he's starting to hit it now. Okay, let's go back to the fight against Dickens. What what was your game plan there? So I wanted Dickens to lead on us because I found that he was lunging quite a lot on the front foot. So I wanted Lorato to kind of get the distance, open up a little bit and obviously use lateral movement so Dickens would fall in. Um, and I expected 
Dickinson didn't throw a lot of left hands to the body. I thought he would throw a little bit more. But mm. the double right hand was good for Morato. I thought those middle rounds when he was wrestled down, it was kind of a bad look in those close rounds. Um, it wasn't a good look for the judges. And I think those close rounds might have gone the other way. And I think that's just, just body language. Um, but there were times when Lorato used lateral movement that he really confused Jazza. Yeah. And particularly in the last three rounds. Um, so that was our plan. For, for Jazza to lead and for us to counter. And we did that really well at, at times during the contest. There were times when you were tangling there and falling there, Lerato, and a clash of heads also. What what was going on? Well, you know when you're fighting yourself poor, and then uh, and then like I'm a, I'm an orthodox, so the feet do get like, tangled, yeah, you know. Yeah. So hence I was falling, and also uh, the guy was there. He was just mm. he was bullying me and he was hitting me with head bars. He was just trying to get me out of my game, mm. but I had to stay focused. Hey, I had to finish the fight strong, and uh, which I did, man. And what was the referee saying during that time? Because uh, he was speaking to the both of you. Well, the referee was just telling me that I must, I must, I must stop going down on my knees and telling Jezza to stop pushing me. Mm. <laughs> he was pushing you down. Yeah, it's like he was pushing me down, yeah. like like he was putting his weight yeah. on my neck, you know. And then that was, and that was like hitting my neck. Hence, I was going down, you know. Isn't that a trick to get him tired, just to make him feel yeah. feel yeah. feel his weight? Yeah, it is. It is yeah. a trick. And how was the crowd in Liverpool? Because you silenced so, so, them sorry, for a while. If I could come in there, yeah. that, that's the thing, right? Is that there was no crowd, there was no chanting. I mean, there was a big crowd for Jazza, mm. but they were dead silent. Yeah, 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 so I was rounds. very surprised. So by here's that. the thing, right? And you saw the fight afterwards when they were so vocal. Mm. When the hometown crowd is silent, you know you're doing well. Yeah, that's true. You that's know true. you're doing well. Could you feel? Could you feel that you were you you were getting to him because of the crowd's reaction? Yes, I could feel because when when he came into the ring, the crowd was just yeah. chanting for it was him. Madness. Yeah, madness. But from the second round, they were just quiet. You know, so we knew that okay, like I'm fighting very well. So now that the crowd was just panicking and just watching the fight. Mm. Yeah. And it was only your second, was it your second fight overseas after Saudi Arabia yeah, yeah, that yeah. Colin, Colin has mentioned? How was that experience for you being in the UK? Well, we got there uh, two days before the fight. So, um, and like, it was my fault, like, you know, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's a story <laughs> for another day. <laughs> you see why you shouldn't have gone to Makufi. <laughs> eh? But like, at the same time, you know, the, the experience was just, was just nice, you know, just mm. being there, a different country, different environment. And also just to fight in a different crowd, you know, people that didn't know me, but now they know me. And also uh, the, the funny thing is that um, after the fight, Dickens' manager, which is Tony Bellew, came to me and he said that I'm a, I'm a good fighter. Oh, I saw him there yeah, in the commentary, yeah, Tony Bellew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, said, he came to me and said, really? listen, you're a good fighter. You want to be a world champion one day. Don't give up. Nice. And so, I know that the, the Brits have respect. Eh? If you fought well, they're so, loyal. Eh? They'll so call him on back. The, on that note, I've just actually got a, a, a DM on my Instagram from Jazza Dickens. <laughs> I want to read it. A pleasure to share the ring with you, mate. Best of luck in the future. <laughs> Class. Nice. I mean, Jazza was, you know, I mean, they were obviously staring each other down. They wanted yeah. to moor each other. And that's just boxing. But there was a lot of respect between both athletes. Um, and I, again, I'm going to make this public. Tlamini will come again. Mm. He proved that he's world class. He proved that he can mix in it. Uh, very impressed with his performance. Um, 
obviously now we're going to rest. It's been it's been a crazy schedule for him. He needs. To, I'm glad to see the swellings come down because it was quite <laughs> grotesque. Um, but what a great performance from a South African yeah. fighter who really, really deserves all the praise, even though he came up short in a very hotly contest, closely contested contest. So what's the next step now? What's the route? Rest. What Definitely you... rest now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some interesting fights, I think. Um, Larata's head and shoulders above all the local fighters here in South Africa. No disrespect to them. Um, if they Is that wanted why he hasn't thing, lost I'm, in seven years? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's see what the way forward is. I'd like to get him out in March, April uh, next year. Probably March is a good time. But right now, it's just, you know, just to, to rest up and obviously just enjoy his pizzas and enjoy his Coca-Colas and the stuff that he couldn't eat <laughs> after Makufi. And obviously, in those two weeks that we had to draw him back down to one, 126 at featherweight. And I just want him to enjoy his life now and, and go back to the free state and be with his family for now. And what does it say about his discipline, though, that he was able to do that in the space of two weeks? That's what I'm saying. It's like a crazy story. It's just, it's phenomenal. He's he's always had a very strong work ethic and he fits well and, and gels well into the culture, culture of the gym and always has. And that's not going to change. I mean, um, you know, defeat can often expose and, and, and just, just, yeah, kind of tell you what you're all about. And some fighters will develop from losses. And we've seen it that he lost his debut and then he, he won 18 straights. And I think he'll develop from this loss and become a better fighter for it. And Lerato, for you, how do you take the defeat, though? It's your second one since your first professional fight. It must be. It can't be too easy to take because no, you're not used to losing. Yeah, like, it's not easy. Um, it's not, like, it's not easy, you know. Um, but at the same time, I take I take the positives, you know, from, uh, from my defeat, mm. you know. Um, I know that um, mentally I'm strong and... Um, this is just uh, a way of me, you know, developing and getting better. You know, I'm going to bounce back and I'm going to be a world champion one day. Okay, I believe we've got... Okay, let's take a break and then we'll come back with a voice note. By the way, if you're interested in the football, Kaiser Chiefs have scored against Tex Galaxy. They're leading by a goal to nil thanks to Ashley Dupree. This is SAFM Sport. Okay, let's come back with a voice note, Phineas. Probably so. Um, don't know if I can squeeze in one while Colin Nathan is there. Can you please share some information about younger Strabo's opponent in December? Can you confirm what that fight is on on December the 15th? And can you tell us a little bit about the opponent? That's if he has got any information about him. And- okay, that's the one, Colin. For you, about youngest. Yeah. Showtime. So, showtime, yeah. So we've just put together uh, a fight in Japan on December 11th. Uh, pretty much you could call it for WBO Eliminator, although the WBO don't really do Eliminators. He's fighting former WB, WBO 112 flyweight world champion, Kosai Tanaka, in an exciting, exciting fight. Both fighters are rated by the WBO. And I believe that it's time for Younger to step up to see how good he is. And we need to take the step. And I'm excited about this contest. Um, it was, I don't want to say it was hard or, or was, it was kind of between hard. You know, it was, yeah, it was kind of difficult to do. Mm-hmm. But I've now uh, finalized the contracts. And we've obviously now put our application in for boxing abroad with Boxing South Africa. Um, medicals are done. So we're ready to go for this fight. So why do you believe it's time for him to step up? Because it's been impressive here at home. 
sorry, pardon me, say that again. When was the last time he lost here at home? Sure, I think he's got one loss and it's, it's been it's a while. Only time, it's, yeah. it's been years, yeah. yeah. So, w- why do I think? Because we need to know how good Young is. He needs to take that step. You know, when I was in Mexico with Best, um, mm. Siva's dad, mm. he said to me, um, you know, like, how good do I think Young is? And I was like, well, we need to know. We need to put him in with world-class opposition. And it doesn't get better than Kosai Tanaka. And I think it's a great fight. Uh, I believe it's going to show uh, Younger's ability. And it's time for him to step up. Okay. There we have it then from Colin. El Arato, just back to you. I mean, how do you look back? How has the journey been for you as a professional fighter? Yo, you know, when I look back at my professional career, it's actually overwhelming to to achieve what I have achieved so far. Because, um, you know, coming from the first state and relocating to Joburg, nobody gave me a chance. Mm. Um, nobody thought that I would get this far. And um, I've always been the underdog, you know, going to most of my fights because I'm from the free state and and the free state, it doesn't have a very rich boxing background, you know. So um, nobody really gave me a chance. And um, in, in some of my fights, I just had to prove myself mm-hmm. that, you know what, like I, I'm made for this and, uh, and, I'm, and I'm built for this. So, so far, the journey has been good. A lot of ups. Because boxing has broken my heart so many times, mm. but I like it's not about giving up. You know, it's about just enduring the good, the good times, and just giving and and just moving forward. And and why would you say that it's it's broken your heart so many times? Is it maybe because <laughs> you haven't fought as much as you wanted to fight, or or the other well, like, reasons? Well, like you know, the remember I was supposed to go to the U.S. and mm. fight for the WBC eliminator against the Ram- Ram- Ramirez, mm. and that didn't happen. Um, there were some of my fights that got cancelled. Some fights got got postponed, but I had to learn along the way that you know this is part of the this is part of boxing, and just and like it's all about just staying strong and just and just keeping the dream alive. Yeah. You've had three fights this year. Has it been a better year than for you? Than yes, other I've, years? I've had three fights in four months. In four months, <laughs> yes. It was Toto, <laughs> yeah, and then Jalbrit. And then now it was Dickens. Dickens. Yeah, so last time I fought three times in a year, it was in 2017. Sure. Yeah, so so this year has been a very good year and thankful. And, and I'm very thankful for my trainer, mm. you know, Colin Nathan, you know, for just bringing these opportunities and also for believing in me and also for pushing me, you know, because every, like when, like when I have to step up, I do step up, mm. you know, because like I have, I have those abilities of, you know, of, of, of stepping up, and also he wants me to prove myself that yo, I'm here. Yeah. So how tough is it to be inactive? Because obviously, I mean, you've got you've got mouths to feed. Also, you need to earn a living. How how challenging is that for a boxer? Well, I'm I'm thankful that I don't have a kid yet. Mm. You know, um, I think that brings a lot of pressure. You know, so. Just for me, for me to fight and like it's just like I take care of myself and then I take care of my sister's kids, you mm. know, and I also take care of my mom. Um, so so when I don't fight, uh, I have a sponsor who comes and help me, you okay. know, and and I'm very thankful for my sponsor as Chopez. They've been there for me be, be, before I was a champion, you know, and they've been assisting me through my journey. Just mention them again. Who's the sponsor? 
Astropez. Astropez. Okay, well yeah. done to Astropez because sometimes we never give uh, them credit eh, for, for, for supporting sport. But are you able to, to make a living then uh, and a living out of boxing or like other fighters, you also have to do something else to make ends meet? Um, well, to be honest with you, um, I I just I just get by. <laughs> mm. Yeah, just put it like that. Like I just get by because I don't want to lose my focus of 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 becoming a world champion. You know. So because some fighters they they do other things because of, of the pressure back home. You know, and um, and they lose their focus of becoming a world champion or like achieving the dreams of being a champion one day. So for me, I just tell myself that I don't want to do anything. But box, okay. because like I put I put my time into boxing, and uh, I, I believe that one day it is gonna pay off, bigger than it has been now. You know, yeah, now. Yeah. Okay, now and you're on the right track with potential train of the year here. We had a guy <laughs> here. I can't who I can't remember who we were speaking to. Was it Jamie? Or the Americans, or it was Jamie, and he said that he thinks you're a candidate for for train of the year, and he's gonna make so much noise about uh, gl- globally? you globally. Yeah. Oh, wow. He he's going to make okay. so much noise about you so that people listen. He was going to Liverpool. Did you get to meet him? Yeah, Jamie Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, yeah. we speak he, to he him. He's been kind enough to speak to us over the years there. Really, really good guy. Knows his boxing. Great boxing IQ. Spent yeah. quite a bit of time with him. Nice. Um, he was definitely part of Team Glamini. Um, he felt that we won, but also, you know, given the fact that we're in Liverpool, yeah. it's you know, always going to be like that. Okay, so what's next for you, Colin, besides Larato, besides Yanga? Got some stuff coming up in Cape Town. Uh, got some stuff coming up in December. Uh, DJ Krill, head of home runs. Got some young talent coming through uh, that I'm focusing on prelim level as well. Um, it never ends, to be to be candid with you. I'm mm. always busy doing something. And some stuff's brewing for next year as well. Um, signed some agreements. Looking forward to that. And then just, um, just obviously, just doing what I do, man. I just love the sport. And we got back Monday morning, and I was back in the lab, on the floor working, you know, catching mitts, and back in the office Monday. So there's no rest for me. So I just, I, if I sit and mope, win or lose, I'm just going to get depressed. So the only way I can deal with this is to get back in and and right at it. And then what's happening with CV? Because the last time we were here, mm. as soon as the show ended, match room. Boxing announced <laughs> that it's been signed by Matchroom Boxing and Eddie Han and all those guys, and we never got a chance to speak to you about it. Yeah, so obviously we're going to rest until early next year. I'd like to get him back out in, in February, March. I think that's a good time. Um, but right now he's just obviously enjoying the moment of being champion of the world, and, and it was a really hard fight in Mexico, so he needed a break. And I thought if we're going to get him back out in December, literally it might be a little bit irresponsible of me because given the nature of the fight in Mexico to start a camp straight straight away, like literally four weeks afterwards, to get him in, in shape for a twelve round world championship wouldn't wouldn't be you know favorable for him. So I thought let's rest until early next year. So what does this deal with Metroom entail? Well it's a great platform. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I mean who wouldn't want to be promoted by Metroom? I mean they're the number one promoters in the world and they their reach is now global. Not just in the UK, it's in America. Now Saudi with uh, Bivol and uh, Ramirez coming up, which is going to be a cracking fight. Mm. So just a great platform. Um, obviously, obviously, I'd love Nonchinga to have a home coming defense. 
But again, we need to sit down and see what the situation is early next year. And where does, it, where does this deal live, Rumble Africa? Well, like I said to you, like I just said, I'd love to do a home defense. And I've just spoken to Matram about that when we were discussing the options. And their question to me was, how important is Nonchenko, and this is before he won the world title, mm-hmm. how important is it for South Africa to, to have an IBF world champion? I said, it's very important. So uh, Kevin Renew Jr. and uh, Sean Palmer, the guys, they, they're quite keen to obviously get something going here in South Africa. So, and obviously we need a local promoter, Rumble Africa promotion. So let's see how this develops. And Hecky? Good question. Good question. Hecky is the WBC conventions coming up now very soon. So there's three options. One, we sit and we wait. The other option is to propose an I, a WBC interim belt. And the third option is to get him a warm-up belt in February, which I'm busy working on at the moment depending on what the outcome is of the WBC convention. Because as you know, Kaiguchi and Shiro are having unification mm-hmm. on the 9th of November. And obviously the, the sanctioning laws obviously favor the unifications. But the point is we mandatory and at some point Butler's going to get a shot and he deserves to get a shot because he won the eliminator. But it's also a question of time. Like, how long do we wait? Do we put him on ice, which I really don't want to do. And that's why we're starting to talk about February bringing him back out. Okay, interesting. And you've been saying DJ Krill is coming back. He's coming when back. He um, back? And you won't recognize him because weight, he's eh? lost. No, I wanted, that's what I wanted to say. I saw him at the ESPN tournament and he's lost the weight. Dude, he was like, he was like a super middleweight and, and no, no BS. He was like mm. 168 pounds. Mm. But it's just crazy what he's dropped down. I mean, he's already walking around. Yeah, he's he's got a bit more weight to lose, mm-hmm. but we are getting there. I mean, you won't recognize him. When lost you said the so you won't recognize him even now because really? he's lost a ton of weight, yeah. Okay, interesting. And then how did you feel about Congo's loss? At, yeah, uh, I mean, City. yeah, because nobody saw that coming. Yeah, yeah, neither, yeah, neither do we. I mean, you know what? I, I, yeah, it's just it was very unfortunate. But that's boxing, isn't it? I mean, he got caught with a really hard shot that he couldn't recover on. And um, that that's the sport, unfortunately. Were you surprised that he struggled to make the weight? Yes. And and what is that? Is he getting old? Is it- yeah, I mean, you know, he's not a big kid. So, so for him to, to move up to 112, he just doesn't have the frame. He's really suited for one, one sorry, to move up to 108. He's really suited for the 105 division, you know? So I don't know. I, d- I don't know what the situation was in terms of his body just not allowing him to get down to 105. But remember, it was a catchweight contest because yeah. the other, guy also, the guy, other guy also didn't make weight. So yeah. it was kind of a, a level playing field. Okay, interesting. Um, Loretto, there's somebody else here who's talking about the Vekeka fight. Clearly, that's the fight that a lot of people remember. Broke the East London hearts. Hey, clearly. The East London hearts. Clearly. Somebody's asking, was this, was this, where does this fight rank in your, in the fights that you've had, your fight with Vekeka? I was, that's, you know, when I look at that fight, Vekeka is a legend, Mm. you know, former. V12. Yeah, you know, so. So to fight against him and, and 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 to become victorious, that's one of the sweetest victories of my career so far. Mm. Because nobody gave me a chance. 
you know, everybody say that I was gonna get knocked out. Everybody say that. Uh, <laughs> everybody say that it was it was too early for me because I had ten fights mm. at, at the time, and he had thirty something fights. He he never lost to a South African boxer in like many years, you know. So so for me to 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 beat him was just was just nice. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. why people will never forget you then, Larato. But I'm sure you'd also like a big fight here at home, right? Or does uh, it matter? Know. At home, ah, uh, no, we're looking abroad. Eh? Abroad? Like, yeah, like that's the focus for titles. you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks for coming to studio. Look after yourself there. The swelling is coming down. Also, <laughs> thanks, Colin, for bringing Larato Lamini and all the best going forward. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank okay. you for having us. Okay, thanks.